Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey IDP Army, ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello, hello, hello. This is Billy Mansell here with the Dynasty Tailgate Podcast. Good start, tripping over the first word. Uh, Part of the Semi-Pro Fantasy Podcast Network. So, I actually have a cool little intro to show today. So, let's get that popping off first. Well, there you have it. How cool is that? Good sound. If you could see the visuals, which I'm sure you can on YouTube, you will uh, get to see the visuals that accompany that. But we have a ton to talk about going into championship weekend in college football. There's one one game left, and then we got the bowl games, playoff games, and we'll get into all of that. But we had some great performances on Rivalry Week last week, and we have to go over those because there were some that really stood out. And we'll just start right at the top. The defense kind of ruled the day. So Aiden Hutchinson, who I'm not going to lie, had been on the fence about. I am no longer on the fence. I think he – I don't think he is on Calvin Thibodeau's level, but you can make the argument that he is. I will accept that he is close to – uh, Calvin Thibodeau's level. I, I just will. It's fine. I, I, or Kayvon Thibodeau. My bad. Calvin Thibodeau is a coach at Oklahoma who is the does defensive line. But Kayvon Thibodeau, he is close to Kayvon Thibodeau's level. Seven total tackles, three sacks. He was living in Ohio State's backfield. C.J. Stroud could never get comfortable. Ohio State never had a chance. The Michigan defense was locked down good and Aiden Hutchinson was the man for the job that day um, I've seen some Heisman buzz for him I could see it I'm I'm not opposed to it still think it should go to Georgia Georgia 
has officially the best defense I've ever seen in college football, bar none. Um, you can make arguments for 2001 Miami. You can make arguments for LSU and Alabama back in early like your 2010s. No, this this is it. This is the uh, this is the best defense I've ever seen. Um, they allowed I think 83 or 90 something like that total points the entire season. That's insane. They allowed nine touchdowns total. That's also insane. Things that you just don't see from college defenses, and they were able to accomplish it. So I don't. I don't want to take away from uh, Hutchinson because he, you know, he was the force on the defense. He's earned his spot up there at the top. I could definitely see in IDP Superflex drafts back end. The thing is, is I never really thought of him as being a sack guy, but I mean, he goes out there and gets three sacks against Ohio State on a very tough assignment, by the way. That O-lineman that he was going against the entire game is also going to get drafted in the NFL, and he manhandled them, got his work done. I No notes. He did well, and he deserves his spot, deserves his flowers, as they say. So, Aiden Hutchinson, real deal. We'll move on to Kayvon Thibodeau, who played against Oregon State, and then the uh, civil conflict is what they call it now, even though it, you know, it's the civil war. With how every college football fan remembers that game, but that's the game that was played. Uh, Thibodeau had five total tackles, one tackle for loss, and three QB hurries. He just couldn't get the final piece to the puzzle um, done, but he's still good. He's still good. I mean, there's let's not overthink this. Him and Hutchinson are the best players in this draft, Kyle Hamilton. I'll hear your, uh, I will hear you out with the cave or the, uh, Kyle Hamilton talk. I understand it. It's fine. Kyle Hamilton's a good guy. Um, I did want to give an update on Kyle Hamilton. He is, has a knee sprain. I have, just haven't mentioned on the podcast. He's been missing a couple weeks. Anyway, he's going to be out for the rest of the season. Obviously, they are done playing games as far as what their bowl game is going to be, slash maybe playoff. We'll see. But Kyle Hamilton is done for the season. Um, one more player I wanted to note real quick is Devin Lloyd of Utah. Nine total tackles, one sack. I'm, I'm starting to like him as the linebacker one. I feel like as soon as I say that, somebody else is going to come out of nowhere. Uh, N'Kobe Dean's – he's still my guy. The problem is N'Kobe Dean's undersized. And that's going to scare a lot of teams. So how can he stack up against, you know, O-linemen in the NFL? I don't know. He plays on the best defense I've ever seen. So that should mean something. We'll see a lot, I think, come Alabama on Saturday. If uh, Nicobe Dean is the real deal. He's, it's just he's small. And that's a problem. You know, I say small. He's probably taller than me. But as far as, like, Six three six four. He's not that, and I don't know how that's going to affect him at the next level yet. But the talent that he has is insane, and he makes up for what he lacks in size in speed, and that is very important when you are lacking in size. You need to be able to have speed, and he has that. And he is very good at tracking the ball. He can make the plays. If he catches an interception, there's a good chance that's returning for a touchdown because he's that fast. I. I think I would love to see what he ends up being at the next level. It's going to be interesting, but he's still my linebacker one for now, but Devin Lloyd is making that case. He's also going to be at the senior bowl, Devin Lloyd. So I'm excited to see uh, what that leads for him. Um, 
before we get on to more games, I just wanted to touch on because I touched on Kyle Hamilton. Notre Dame lost their coach, Brian Kelly. He went to LSU. Um, he was unable to pull the Lincoln Riley and pull all the assistants away. Um, ended up being Marcus Freeman. The defensive coordinator will be the head coach there. Very smart move. Um, Marcus Freeman is a very good coach. He's only coached the defense for one year, but I mean, he's putting Kyle Hamilton's head into the NFL. Yeah, that was part of his doing. And that Notre Dame defense has been very good this year. So it's a good hire. He's good. Um, but Brian Kelly's taking an LSU job. We'll see what that is. Brian Kelly's not always the best recruiter. So I'm kind of interested to see what, you know, what LSU actually ends up thinking of that hire. He's going to have to hire some coaches that are really good at recruiting. And that's going to be the road there. Um, um, as I kind of, I, if you missed the emergency podcast that I put out on Sunday or Saturday, no, Monday, um, it was about Lincoln Riley leaving Oklahoma for USC, pulled like three or four coaches with them. Um, we'll see what ends up happening there. I, I don't, you know, I don't really know how we're going to know either way. Um, rumors are maybe Caleb Williams might stay at Oklahoma. He might not leave to go with Lincoln Riley to USC. We'll see. I still personally believe that he will leave, but we'll see. He's, I think he's going to stick out the bowl game, which, you know, there is something to be said about that. Um, but they have Jackson Dart there, so I don't even know why they would need Caleb Williams unless, you know, he loves depth. He loves having two amazing quarterbacks on the roster. Um, Spencer Rattler entered the transfer portal. Looks like he's going to be headed to either US, UCLA or Oregon. I still think Arizona State's in that bunch as well, but we'll see. Um, but he's going to get his shot to prove himself in the transfer portal. Personally, don't think he needs it. I think he could just go to the NFL right now. He's not going to get it taken as high as he liked, but I would also not want to gamble on what that's going to look like next year because the batch of quarterbacks is pretty good next year too. So we'll see. Maybe he can change his stock around a little bit. Um, well, all right, we'll get off of coach speak, coach talk. We'll get into the more dynasty uh, situation here. So Desmond Ritter announced that he will be at the senior bowl. He played Eastern Carolina this past weekend. Uh, Desmond Ritter went 17 for 28, 301 yards and two touchdowns. Also had two picks. I still am hesitant to put him in the first round. I think that he could be a good quarterback eventually. I just don't think that time is now. Uh, there is something to be said for his gamesmanship and I cannot stress enough how important that actually is for him but you know it is what it is for him and that you know I, I don't have a problem with Desmond Ritter in general and he's gonna have a lot of time to show what's going on but I just I don't know I think there could be better options at least four better options in my opinion um we'll get on to Georgia they played Georgia Tech wasn't really a game, 45 nothing. They didn't, Georgia Tech didn't really even have a chance to score. Uh, Nicobe Dean had six total tackles, half sack, half tackle for loss, two QB hurries. Um, he was good as he needed to be in that game. It, I don't, you know, didn't really need him, didn't really need anybody to be in that. Um, Lewis Seen also had five tackles, which is pretty cool for a cornerback. But Lewis Seen's probably going to get drafted from that team as well. Um, we'll get on to the game, you, Ohio State versus Michigan. Uh, we were expecting a close game. It kind of was just a blowout for most of it. I didn't really ever feel like Ohio State had a chance 
Um, CJ Stroud still threw for 400 yards, which was, you know, should say something about CJ Stroud. He's going to be a good quarterback when he comes about. I think uh, early in the season, I did not think he was the answer, but he's, he figured it out as the season went on. And how could he not? I mean, honestly, he's got three of the best receivers in college football on his team. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba led the way, 11 catches, 127 yards, no touchdowns. Kids are great. It's going to be an easy 2023 uh, draft pick for your dynasty team, probably in the top three or four. Um, yeah, if you're in uh, anything that goes – if you're like a Debbie league, I'm sure if you're having a draft, he would go pretty high. He's probably would be the second best in this class if I had – you know, a pick Garrett Wilson, 10 catches, 119 yards and a touchdown. That's wide receiver one for me. He's just the cleanest route runner in this class. Don't think you should overthink it. Um, there's Antonio Brown esque qualities to him. Uh, it's kind of a weird, you know, pre now Antonio Brown, you know, wackadoos with the Steelers and he could possibly be a wide receiver, you know, Maybe even the first pick in the in a, or your fantasy drafts like that. I think Garrett Wilson. That's his problem. That's probably his ceiling. Um, Olave had seven catches, eighty-eight yards. He he was good out there. He made a couple catches where I was like, "Damn, okay, <laughs> that's that's not the Chris Olave I had gotten accustomed to." But okay, that's fine. We can definitely we'll take that. Um, I did want to shout out the guy Hassan Haskins for Michigan. He was utterly incredible. 28 carries, 169 yards, five touchdowns. Count them. One, two, three, four, five touchdowns against Ohio State. It could have seen that coming for Ohio State, seeing as how that is how C.J. Verdell and Oregon surgically destroyed the Ohio State defense when they played them. I think you probably could have seen how you could beat them. I, all you had to do was watch the Oregon tape. It was not hard to figure out. Um, honestly, it was just shutting down Ohio State's offense. That was really the main task, but destroying the Ohio State defense, pretty easy to do when you have a good running game. Um, I don't really have a profile for Hassan Haskins. He's kind of he's been a good like running back the entire year. I kind of thought he was going to be like a fifth or sixth rounder. Could I see him sneaking up? Maybe this isn't a great running back class, so I don't want to put anybody out of the mix. I think everybody could be in, you know, like I don't have any problem with Hassan. Like if Hassan Haskins ends up in like the fourth round, could at the end of everything all said and done, could I see him being a wide or a running back one on a team? Yeah, I really could. Um, he runs with a lot of power and he can stay in. It's not even just like, a power run where it's like sloppy. It's, it's very surgical power running. And what I saw him do against Ohio state, it's just something that you can, you could take that to the bank. It, it showed me a lot. I had, I'd watched Michigan games the entire year. I was kind of waiting for the bottom to fall out and it kind of did against Michigan state, but they were winning that game for most of the Michigan state made a miraculous comeback with Kenneth Walker, but Haskins, I definitely don't think you can sleep on him now. I I think in dynasty leagues, Haskins can be uh you know one of those back end running backs you get in like the 
third or fourth round of your of your dynasty draft and could be a little sneaky, a little sneaky. I would love to see if he ends up at the uh, senior bowl because that would be really cool to see him in that environment. Um, uh, we'll, get, we'll get on two more games real quick. Alabama-Auburn was sloppy as hell. There's really nothing I'm going to take away from that. Uh, Jamison Williams got ejected in the first quarter, or I think it was, it was either first or second quarter for targeting. That kind of killed Alabama's offense. That was the only thing that had him going. Uh, John Mechie actually ended up being good in the end. 13 catches, 150 yards. He was good. Didn't have no. Didn't have a problem at all with how Mechie played in that game. He stepped up when they needed him to. Um, no notes. That's 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 the that's what I got for him. Um, Michigan State played Penn State. Kenneth Walker, 30 carries, 138 yards, and one touchdown. It's kind of just, you know, toying with people at this point with um, Kenneth Walker. Like I said, there's about five running backs now that I'm I'm positive could maybe be the, the end up being the guy. I just – so the one guy I'm kind of falling off of a little bit, and it's not for lack of him being good, but it's just like, why aren't they using him enough? And that's Isaiah Spiller for Texas A&M. Um, he got outcarried by, uh, I don't know how to say it, Anche, maybe, uh, Anch, I think is his name. I probably butchered that. We'll get it by next year. Don't worry about that. He will be a good running back next year, and I will not, I will definitely remember and how see how to spell it, speak his name. But Spiller had 11 carries, 27 yards, wasn't really impressive. Um, and even didn't he didn't even have a catch in the receiving game. I still like my uh, comp of Nick Chubb for him. He's still got that power running down, but I can see how if you did, were on the fence, maybe this maybe now you're off the fence. I understand. I get it. It it, it is what it is. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna quarrel with that. I also agree. He's He's had some problems um, this season, but we'll see. Um, last person, Traylon Burks, seven catches, 129 yards and a touchdown for Arkansas. Mizzou has a terrible defense. It's just awful. And I got, I'm got i glad that Traylon Burks got to show off one more time before the last game. He is a junior, I believe, so he will not be at the Senior Bowl. So he's got one more shot before the Combine. And I can definitely see him getting a invite to that combine. So let me do a quick preview of this coming week because it's championship week. So Oregon plays Utah. Kayvon Thibodeau, Devin Lloyd during that game. It's going to be a great game. It's going to be a defensive heavy matchup, I think. The offenses for both teams are good, not great. So I definitely can see uh, that game being good. I think Utah is going to actually win the game because I think, you know, Utah just played Oregon and just beat the hell out of them the last time. So I don't see how that doesn't happen again, but we'll see. Big 12 championship, Baylor versus Oklahoma State. Dynasty-wise, not a whole lot going on in this game, not yet anyway, because there's really nobody I'm that excited with on either team. Um, I guess you could talk me into Jalen Thornton for uh, Oklahoma State as a possible older running back. Um, I am kind of like as a deep dynasty move, Tyquan Thornton from Baylor. 
His quarterback play has been inconsistent, so I can see why maybe that wouldn't be the best you know, the best tell for him because you can't, you can't really see, but he's had 800 yards this year. He's done, he's made some tough catches as well. So I definitely wouldn't sleep on him. Um, We got the SEC championship, Georgia versus Alabama. Now this will be one of the great matchups, I think, because Georgia's defense is really freaking good. And Alabama's offense with Jameson Williams is really freaking good. So what happens in this game? Now that will be interesting to see. Because I think Georgia's defense is going to shut Alabama all the way down. I think Bryce Young, who is probably going to end up winning the Heisman, is going to look like he maybe didn't deserve it in this game. And I wish there was one player on Georgia's defense that was good enough to win the Heisman because I think they deserve it. It's one of the greatest statistical defenses of all time in college football. And the fact that they don't have anyone um, – available to win the the whole thing and it's a statistical award so that's why it's kind of tough personally i think nicobe dean should get at least an invite i think aiden hutchinson's going to get an invite from michigan but we'll see heisman ceremony is going to be very weird this year because i don't know who deserves it because it doesn't really seem like an award anyone wanted to win (sighs) just sucks for lincoln riley had he cared at all about ou season he probably could have had him heisman but Whatever. On to USC for him. Um, We'll get into the Big Ten Championship. Michigan versus Iowa. I hope Michigan's not looking ahead. That's all I'm saying. Iowa is a sneaky team. They drag you down into the mud and make you play a nasty game if you allow it. I think Michigan's going to have all that they want on Saturday. We'll see. There's a chance that it's a blowout in Michigan's favor. That also wouldn't surprise me. But Iowa plays a really just grimy game. So, you know, if Michigan finds themselves in a fight like that, no. Because it's not going to be an offensive explosion for Iowa. It's never going to be an offensive thing. It's defensive. And it's just, can you score more than field goals on each drive? That's how it's going to, you're going to have to beat Iowa. Um, Pittsburgh versus Wake Forest. This should be the highest scoring matchup of the entire weekend. Uh, you got Kenny Pickett on one side, Sam Hartman on the other side. Kenny Pickett's already thrown for 4,000 yards. He's got 40 touchdowns and seven interceptions. And if you're telling me that this draft class is trash, this kid's better than Daniel fucking Jones, guys. We need to come to fucking terms with that, guys and girls. Everybody needs to come to terms with that. Kenny Pickett's better than Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones never threw for 4,000 yards in a season. Never happened. In college hasn't happened in the NFL. He's only thrown for 3000 yards one time in the NFL, never threw for 3000 yards, even. And then he in college, Kenny Pickett threw for 4000 yards with Pittsburgh's wide receivers, which they do have Addison, who is an amazing uh, wide receiver who will be 2023. But Kenny Pickett kids, real deal. This will be a good game to showcase him against Wake Forest. Wake Forest defense is historically bad so Kenny Pickett should be if you're ever doing a college DFS lineup which I guess it's a little late in the season to probably get into that but if you are for bowl season Kenny Pickett versus whoever's playing Wake Forest is going to be able to score a lot of points on them the the quarterback's going to end up looking like Dan Marino or Patrick Mahomes out there so it's just a sad defense I, I hate to see it but that's where we're at 
Um, and then I'll mention Cincinnati versus Houston. I don't really think it's going to be that fun of a game. It's just another game for Desmond Ritter to win, and everybody's like, well, Cincinnati, what the hell? Cincinnati's fine. Their defense is great. Luke Fickle is great. Desmond Ritter, fine. Um, they have a chance to get in the playoff this year. So my prediction for the playoff is Georgia is, will be going in as the number one seed. I think Michigan beats Iowa, so Michigan will be the two seed. I think Oklahoma State beats Baylor. Oklahoma State will be the three seed. And then you put in Cincinnati for that fourth spot. Cincinnati versus Georgia. Be a good defensive matchup, but Georgia is going to wash. And then Oklahoma State versus Michigan. It'll be fun. I don't know if Oklahoma State has the uh, – I don't know. they play, The way that Oklahoma State played uh, Oklahoma last weekend – pretty good I, I like that they're they have a very good system of uh leveraging the refs to throw flags and they held a lot of flags last week so i mean if that strategy works it works and it did last weekend so if oklahoma state can do that then they might have a shot against michigan personally I think it's going to be michigan versus georgia in the championship and i don't think michigan has a shot in hell georgia's best one of the best teams i've seen Offense shaky. If if you can get Georgia into some disaster plays, that's the only way you're going to beat Georgia. If Alabama beats Georgia this weekend, it's because Stetson Bennett threw a pick six, or there was a fumble that was returned to like the ten yard line, and then they scored. Like it's not going to be these long bombs. Like it's not going to be a Jamison Williams seventy seven yard touchdown. Like you might get one of those uh, by accident, but that's not how you beat them. So. I, that's what my expectations are for the weekend. That's what my expectations expectations are for the playoff. Um, and it, it should be Georgia winning the whole thing. I like it would be. I mean, it'd be a classic Georgia move to choke at this point in this point in the proceedings. But it, it's Georgia. Georgia's the best team in college football this year. It's just, and there's not really been a close second. I don't. Michigan's number two right now. I don't think they're on Georgia's level. Uh, Alabama's number three. We'll see this weekend. A lot of people seem to think Alabama's getting disrespected. I don't. I've seen them play. They've they've played in three or four games this year that I was just like, why the hell are they winning? You know, and they lost to Texas A&M. Uh, Tennessee was a lot closer than that final score let up. That defense was getting toasted. And then Auburn, they just should have lost against Auburn on Saturday. They won by a miracle. They scored with like four seconds left. It, I mean, it was just nonsense. Just lucky, lucky nonsense. And then it had to go into overtimes. They also couldn't score. And then it went to two-point conversions, which they just happened to get theirs. And Auburn didn't. That's just fluky, if you ask me. So... That's all for championship weekend. Got some good expectations going in. Um, I'll run through the um, college football. The you know kind of what I'm kind of kind of what I'm ranking people right now, just to have a nice base standard because I think there's some players like I think Matt Corral and Kenny Pickett are safer picks than Malik Willis now. I just do. Malik Willis is good. And he will be at the Senior Bowl as well. And that'll be fun. I cannot wait to see what he's able to, to show there. Senior Bowl is really good for getting just like a good baseline on guys. I, I can't wait to hear him talk too because 
well, whoever they're allowed. Um, I'm actually going to try to go to the Senior Bowl. I'm going to try to report a, lot, a little bit alive there, get some footage. But we'll see. Um, don't want to rule anything out as far as Malik Willis. But I will say I think Matt Corral and Kenny Pickett are better quarterbacks. And my expectation is for either of them to uh, be the best QBs in this draft. I'm sorry. I'm sick of this. I'm, I, you know, I went over this last podcast. I'm sick of the narrative that uh, this is a bad quarterback draft class. It's not amazing at the top, but I mean, as this year's batch of quarterbacks should be able to attest, it's not as simple as just like they're an all world talent. Let me plug them in and it's going to change everything. Trevor Lawrence hasn't changed anything. Justin Fields hasn't changed anything. Trey Lance hasn't changed anything. Mac Jones. Here's the thing. Mac Jones has not changed anything. And here's my argument. That defense is otherworldly and that's what's keeping them in these games. Um, And their kicker, Nick Folk, who consistently kicks like four or five field goals a game. I let's just hold off on Mac Jones as the savior. He's good enough to not lose you the game. And that is important. But if we're talking about bad draft classes, if we're talking about bad quarterback classes, your best quarterback from the class so far is just a quarterback that won't lose you the game. That that's a fact. Like I'm not like making that up. I'm not joking. Oh, and Zach Wilson looks awful. looks like a bust. Um, He's got some really weird mechanic problems right now. And they did win this past weekend. I understand that they've pulled off some wins, but he looks worse than Mike white. He looks worse than Josh Johnson. Uh, he does not look confident in throwing the ball downfield. I, I have major, there's major red flags about Zach Wilson right now. He might be fine in the long run, and I don't want to sell him short, but right now, nerve-wracking. Okay, spent a lot of time on quarterback just then. My bad. <clears throat> Running backs. I think I'm I think I'm more on the Brees Hall train than Isaiah Spiller. I think I'm gonna go Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker then Isaiah Spiller, then Zach Charbonnet from UCLA. Brees Hall kind of – Joel Klatt remind, like, said he looked like Le'Veon Bell. Mm, 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 nah, I'm going to go with that just yet. He is good. He is strong. He does kind of run like a bowling ball. He's He's got that very Wisconsin vibe about him, um, but he de- they didn't give him enough rushes to get to that kind of volume. Uh, wide receivers, Garrett Wilson, still number one. Don't overthink it. Your first two picks in your dynasty drafts for this year are probably not, they probably are going to be running backs. They shouldn't be. It's going to be Garrett Wilson and Traylon Burks, I think. Um, and then after that, it gets kind of mm, weird because Jameis Williams is good. Drake London's good. David Bell's good. It's, it's, they all seem like those guys that fall into the second round. You're like, can you believe so-and-so took blank over blank? Like, like, the Eagles, for example, took in Jalen Rager over <laughs> Jeff, just Jefferson. It's going to be that, that situation, I feel like. Somebody's going to be like, oh, we're taking Chris Olave. And it's like, can you believe they took Chris Olave over Drake London? That's insane. That's That that literally could be a storyline from this year. I believe in that. Um, tight ends, kind of weird this year. I still have Trey McBride as number one. Um, Wiedermeyer from... Texas A&M has been showing me something. I, I kind of like that. And Isaiah Likely, who will also be at the Senior Bowl, by the way, from Coastal Carolina, has been very good. Um, defense, again, let's not overthink this. Kayvon Thibodeau, one. 
Aiden Hutchinson two, Jordan Davis three, Drake Jackson four. That's how it is now. Linebackers, Nakobe Dean, Devin Lloyd, and then everybody else, in my opinion. There's some good guys down below. Nick Benito, Mike Rose from Iowa State, Christian Harris from Alabama. There is some good names, but not yet. Defensive backs, you're looking at Kyle Hamilton, and that's all you're looking at for fantasy. He could be a top 10 or top um, – he's a second-round IDP Superflex draft pick, I think. Kyle Hamilton, but that's the only guy you're looking at from this class. Um, the rest are going to be cornerbacks, and there's going to be a lot of good secondaries in the future because this cornerback draft class is loaded. Can't wait till we go over uh, positions and we can go through that cornerback class because that is it's an insane class. So that's kind of where we're standing right now. Um, kind of give you a, a kind of an overview of what we're going through here or what we're going to go through here. So I'll touch a little bit on the bowl games after this week. I Bowl games are fluky. Some players aren't going to play. Some players, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Some players don't try very hard in the games. They don't want to get hurt because they don't want to hurt their draft stock. I personally do not blame them. A lot of old men shaking their fists at clouds get really mad at them. I'm not mad at them. Think about your money, and that's all. So I don't really have a problem with that in the fu- in, in, with anything that goes on in their future. Think about that first. Bowl games do not matter at all unless you're in the playoff game, um, which are the only games that matter in my opinion. So in the future, we're going to go over draft positions one at a time. We're just going to break down every player that is available from that. Um, We're just going to speculate on who is going to be draft eligible because there are juniors that will declare. There are juniors that will go back. Spencer Rattler, for example, is going to transfer. He's not going to. Jake Hayner from Fresno State. Not going to declare. He's going to go to Washington, follow his Fresno State coach. All understandable. So that's all I got for this week. Um, I think we might start next week on quarterbacks. We'll just start at the top. I I know you all are ready for one more monologue from me about how this draft class isn't as bad as people make it out to be. But, hey, you're in for it one more time. Thank you for tuning into the Dynasty Tailgate podcast. I hope you have a great night, day, afternoon, morning. Whatever it is, go watch some college football this weekend. Championship weekend is where the bones get made. So, thanks for tuning in.